Real quick, before we continue with the episode, I want to let you know that if you're a creative person who wants to share your creative gift or whatever you're passionate about with other people and create an online community, a podcast is an amazing way to do it. And you can start a podcast today with Anchor by Spotify. It's such an easy way to make a podcast. Trust me, I'm not a tech person and I did it. So if I can do it, honey, you can too, okay? Anchor has tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. And you can host on Anchor and it will distribute your podcast to platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. So you don't have to worry about, you know, uploading your podcast to all these different sites. And it's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's 100% free. So there you go. Let's go. Start your podcast, create your online community, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, without further ado, let's continue. Welcome to the Creatively by Estelle podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Avery, and I'm so, so glad that you're here. This show is all about being creative and pursuing your creative passions while you're in medical school or a professional program or grad program of any kind. Okay, you are welcome here. So let's start creating and let's get into this episode. Ashley Frazier. Is it Frazier? That's right. Yep. Okay. Good. Perfect. Oh, Ashley. I was going to say your middle name, but I was like, no. <laughs> okay. It's still a secret. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank this you. This is the Creatively by Estelle podcast. We are the Creatively community. Okay. So, yeah, I'm glad you're here. We're going to just get into your story and talk about you and all things like being a student and being creative at the same time and like how you balance that basically so i'm excited thank you for having me of course how are you feeling today i'm good i yeah. did my church sermon in the morning okay so now we're good. praise the lord we can start the day on a good note amen so it's very exciting all right awesome so let's get into this so i want to start with asking you about how you kind of got into the whole medical school path like on the whole path towards where you are now as a student like what was your student what's what's your student journey been like basically so my student journey I always knew I wanted to do something helping people Mm -hmm. but then I realized that this is something I could potentially be great at Mm -hmm. if I work really hard and dedicate myself to the sciences because science hasn't always been the easiest for me so me choosing to do something like this for myself is very, very challenging, but it's I think it's all going to be worth the journey. Um, I went to undergrad at Rutgers University. First, I went to the Rutgers Newark campus, then I transferred to the Rutgers New Brunswick campus, and the sciences were more rigorous. It was really hard to kind of stay afloat, and everyone around me just seemed like they knew what they were doing, and it was just hard being a transfer student, trying to not only dedicate myself to my studies, but also not forget my faith in the process and still try to write on the side. So it was just a lot of things at once. I didn't want to enter the experience of college, but kind of lose the things that I loved at the same time. So it's been interesting. I, from then I graduated from Rutgers in 2019. Then I went to Rowan University School of, um, School of Medicine. They had a master's degree program there. Mm-hmm. So I did their master's program in biomedical sciences, and then I applied to Ross, and that's how I got here. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Great. So 
Wait, so where was where's Rowan? So Rowan, both Rutgers and Rowan are in New Jersey. Okay. But um, Rutgers has three different campuses. So it's like North Jersey, Central Jersey, South Jersey, because they're definitely different. Jersey is not all the same. Like people <laughs> so think So I've it heard is. from you, people New Jersey really people at like South and North Jersey. <laughs> and then Rowan is in South Jersey. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So you you did like most of your, like your schooling in Jersey and then mm-hmm. Ross all the way out here in Barbados. So yep. Cool. What a change. What a change. Well, that's nice. Okay, cool. Thank you for sharing that because, you know, before we get into like the writing and like the creativity and all that, like, it's interesting to know, like how you started your journey academically and like, getting to medical school in the first place, like that is its own journey. (laughs) All on its Mm -hmm. own. So, and I feel like we have a lot of similarities in our journey. So that's cool. Well, so you mentioned like that you always loved writing that you would write all day if you could. So like, how did you get started in writing then before, like before all the medical school stuff even popped up? So I didn't even realize that actually, I thought that everyone growing up, everyone liked to write. I was just like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm cool. Everyone's cool. Like, everyone has their own thing. I'm Maybe just like, all like to write. that's what I thought too. <laughs> and then I kind of realized like from a very young age that I wasn't normal because I think like in elementary school, we had like this, like, back to school assignment and we had to like come back and write what we did for the summer mm-hmm. and all the kids wrote like you know those remember those like comp notebooks that are just like yeah. black and white marbly and they're like yeah. really like thick lines yeah so we all had to write down just a couple of pages about what we did for the summer I wrote the entire book you wrote the entire and was looking book at me like how did you even write so much and I was just like you only wrote a page that's all you did for the summer <laughs> like I, I filled up the entire book and I almost needed a new one and my teacher had to come up to me and be like, Ashley, like, that's, that's enough. Like, you're good. We oh have God. more than enough about what you did over the summer. Like, good for you. Did you write, like, every single day of the summer? I just wrote whatever came to my mind. I was just like, I yeah. love writing. Like, this is what happened. Wow. And then we just explained this part and that part in details. And I'm pretty sure she didn't care about details. She was just mm-hmm. like, this is required for all the students to do. Wow. So. That's amazing. Did she read the whole thing? I highly doubt it. I <laughs> highly doubt it. And even then, like, oh. middle school, the same thing. Like, I used to just write extensively and I thought mm-hmm. it was just the, like a normal thing to do and so people right. were like oh wow and they would read my stuff and they're like oh this is actually like decent I'm like mm-hmm. really like I just thought it's yeah. something I like to do for fun and it wasn't until my mom actually read my stuff and she was a language arts teacher in middle school oh, cool. and so she was like we could actually publish this like if you wanted to like she had oh. friends who also like love to read of course like language arts and some of them had written things published things and she was like if you really wanted to like we could do that and I was like okay like I didn't realize it was a possibility for me so yeah I kind of just always had a love for it did you publish it I did that was the one that I published oh right oh wow yeah that's so cool what was it called it's called I am the funny thing is it's a collection of short stories for teenage girls there's 10 different chapters each chapter is like its own little short story and every chapter like title is I am and then like mm-hmm. one of the words is, like beautiful and that whole chapter is like a girl for example who started out the story thinking that she was like less than and like inferior and people around her didn't tell her she was beautiful by the end of the story like she realizes she's beautiful and like oh. the next chapter for example would be like I am strong and it would be like about a girl who's like struggling in school mm-hmm. and like she doesn't think that she's very smart and by the time it's done like she realizes that she's like smart she's strong so like every single thing was like I am this, which is why the whole book is called I am. Right. And coincidentally, it kind of goes with my initials because I am like I Ashley Morgan. I guess you know my middle name now. <laughs> but it was like I am like I Ashley oh, Morgan. Yeah. So it's kind of like oh, a cool. personal thing to me too. That's cool. Yeah. 
Wow. That's really cool. It's 17. 17. Guys, I forgot to mention, she's also a published author, published at 17 years old. No big deal. Can we find this book? You can. It's on Amazon. People have been buying it. Oh, my gosh. I used to do, like, book fairs and stuff. So people would come out and, like, okay. book signings and stuff. So you guys know what you're supposed to do now. you got to go buy <laughs> Ashley's book on it Amazon. Was, it's called I Am. <laughs> it was self-published. So, like, I didn't know what I was yeah. doing. My parents barely knew. But we hired a, a company who, like, they published the book for you. Oh, okay. So Did you, like, have a cover, too? I was actually really excited because a part of the whole, like, you pay someone for this service, mm-hmm. they hire an editor, they hire a publicist, they hire, like, all these people mm-hmm. to kind of, like, work through your book, re not rewrite it, but, like, they'll give you a hundred different, Notes. like, annotations. And at right. some point, it was kind of, like, overwhelming. It's like, was my book that bad? Like, the editor, like, tore it to shreds. And I was just like, I'll take oh. some of these corrections, but some of them, like, it's actually true to my writing style. So. Right. Then there was also a person who designed the cover, and I got to, like, choose which one I kind of liked, which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And I think that's really interesting because, like, what you mentioned about, like, the criticism, because, you know, that's, like, a part of being a creative person, you know. When you put your art out there, anyone can, you know, they can say anything they want. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, in that case, like, that's their job. Like, they're supposed to, like, help you and correct you or whatever. But one thing I like that you said is that, like, you – you obviously like you took you look at all the notes mm-hmm. and you separated like the things that you felt like that you knew you know were right and like good corrections and mm-hmm. then you also said like this is what's true to my writing style yeah and so you like had to you like maintain that um like your personal style so thank you really because cool. it kind of like crushed your self-esteem I was what I think I was 16 at this point I wasn't oh, even 17 okay. yet and I was just like oh my like is it really <laughs> that bad and my mom whose friends were like all the language people i actually remember printing out the entire manuscript and putting it in like a giant manila envelope and i would give them to these teachers and wow. like and over the summer they would read it and do their own corrections so i got corrections from multiple people yeah so when it was time for the editor like the main person to come in and correct i was just like i thought i already made these changes but i took some of their feedback it was actually of course like they're older like they work right. with literature like they know what they're talking about and some of them were just like I really don't think that that's something that I should correct because it's true to like my writing style. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of able to kind of pick and choose what I thought should be edited, what should be corrected. Right. To make Mm -hmm. it authentic to you. Right. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. At such a young age, like you were able to do that and like stay true to your own creative like style. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. Everything that you're saying about your writing it makes me think of Hamilton. Oh my, everything goes back to Hamilton. <laughs> because, I mean, uh, anyone who follow, follows me or like knows me knows I love musicals. But this literally, you know, there's like a line in Hamilton, the musical where he's like, um, like the like um, ensemble singing, like, why do you write like you're running out of time? Like, because he's constantly writing. Like, This is Alexander Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So I'm Alexander you're Hamilton. You're Alexander Hamilton. I'm so honored. Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, you're Ashley <laughs> Frazier. Ashley Hamilton. Yes. Yeah, so he was, like, always writing things. So that's what that made me think of when you mm-hmm. said that you filled up the entire book. <laughs> I was like a weirdo. Kids were actually looking at me like, are you okay? No, that's cool, that was though. Normal. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's really cool. I think Thank that, you. like, when you see that in someone, like, from such an early age, like, it's clearly a sign that they have, like, a gift, you know? Mm-hmm. So, because we... Actually, the episode last week, I was talking about how, like, because I had mentioned to one of my friends that I had 
this podcast and she was like oh I wish I had like a creative outlet da, da, da. Mm-hmm. like I wish I was creative and so the last episode was talking about like kind of like how can you uncover your creativity like how can you uncover yeah. like what your creative outlet is or or could be like mm-hmm. how do you start exploring that right and one of the things I said was um like go back to what you did when you were younger like what are some right. things that you like love to do as a child that you just like could do all the time? Yeah, yeah for fun. And exactly. Before like, you know, the busyness of life and like all these other expectations and stuff like come at you as you mm-hmm. grow older. Like we all had things that we loved, like from, from like a, a pure age. heart. Yeah. From yeah. a young age. Exactly. So that's cool. That was I think clearly your thing. I liked reading too as a kid. Mm-hmm. At first I hated it. Could would you believe that I did not like reading at I'm surprised. Oh, no, I my mom, like to me reading books as a kid was like punishment. I'm like, I don't want to do it. It wasn't until one of her friends who was also like an English teacher, my mom just got this new job in the middle school and like her mentor would like come to our house and she would hang out with us and she was like, Ashley, I think like you don't like to read because you haven't found the right book for you yet. You haven't been reading the right things. Like, mm-hmm. why don't you try this one? Why don't you try that one? And I think I tried like the babysitter's club or something random like that. Aww. And I was just like, I love reading. It kind of just, I don't yeah. even know where it came from. It was just like, I love books. Yeah. Just like the right books that are suited to me. Right. And then that's kind of how like the whole reading thing came along. I love that. Yeah. yeah, sometimes all it takes is, like, one book that you're so engrossed in, like, mm-hmm. you just, like, can't take your attention away. You're, like, reading all day. Every day. Every day. You're, yep. like, staying up late. Like, you have to finish this book or this series or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good feeling. That's good. <laughs> so, okay, cool. So, we talked about, like, how you got into medical school and, like, that whole journey. How And then also, like, how you started writing. So... Let's kind of like put them together. Like okay. how did you balance? Because, you know, this podcast is um, like the subtitle is staying creative in medical school. So it's mm-hmm. really for medical students, but it can apply to grad students. It can apply right. to college students, even like balancing being a full-time student where that's literally your job, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, with, you know, still pursuing like your creative gifts and still doing the things that you enjoy doing on the side. So like, that's really a challenge, I think, Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. So how do you think you did that in college versus grad school versus now that you're in medical school, you know, first semester, like how that's going? Mm -hmm. But we can start with college. Like, how did you do that? So in college, it goes back to the whole idea of me transferring schools. And like, at first, I didn't really know a lot of people because Rutgers, New Brunswick is like, they call it like the Disneyland of schools. Like there's so many campuses, <laughs> there's so many students. So coming into that, and then I did like a summer program that next year, and I didn't really know a lot of people compared to um, some of the other students. So we did like this program where it was connected to the medical school at Rutgers. And it was a pre-med program where you come in and they teach you like MCAT things, they teach you biochemistry. And a lot of those people already had like their close friends. So what I would do when I felt like uncomfortable or when I felt like, oh, this material is getting to be a lot for me, I would literally during the session, if I finished my work early, I would get out my lap, like take my laptop out, open a new page. And I would just, I was working on a brand new book at that time. So that was my stress relief. Like I would just type and it felt so good to kind of just be like, I might not necessarily know what's going on with all this stuff. I might not know everything like medically related, but at least my own coping mechanism is literally just doing what I love, which is writing. Mm -hmm. So it kind of was my own like stress relief through undergrad, especially like if I was stressed, I had a long day, like I would just take out my, a sheet of paper maybe sometimes and like write poems and things like that. And I would take 
creative writing classes, even though it had nothing to do with my major. I took classes that were basically for the, like, the main curriculum. You have to do, like, the, mm-hmm. um, those basic requirements for, like, school, for example. I was able to use those, like, writing requirements as creative writing classes instead and, like, literature classes that I loved. And that's how I was able to kind of, like, incorporate those things into the sciences because mm-hmm. science is, like, the opposite of, like, English and literature. I remember, like, on the first day of those classes, we would go around the room and just be like, what's your major? And I would tell everyone, like, sociology, but also biology. And they're, like, looking at me, like, why are you here? And I'm, like, I love writing. Like, mm-hmm. it was definitely a good escape from all that, some of the classes I was able to take. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So you did, wait, were you so and bio- biology? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, double major. I majored in sociology, minored in biology. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, I love that, that you, like, kind of used it to like escape to your own world mm-hmm. and to like work through just everything well, going pressure on. Yeah. And craziness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. So how did that change in grad school? Like, was there a change? Like, did you have to find your, like, how did you organize mm-hmm. like setting time aside for writing? Cause you yes. said you started a novel. Yeah. So I started a novel and I quickly realized that grad school is different than <laughs> undergrad completely. I was living at home. I was commuting to Rome because I lived so close to that campus. And for me, being in graduate school, especially doing biomedical sciences, it wasn't like a you don't have the buffer of like those classes that you actually love anymore. It's like strictly science. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot at once. Not even near as much as like what we deal with now, but it's still a different level from undergrad. Yeah. So during that time, during a lot of the summer breaks is when I would do most of my writing. Mm-hmm. And I would love it. It was like I had nothing to do. Like the semester is over. And it would be like a nice summer night. I would get like um, some kind of like drink or beverage or something. I would just sit down and just type. And my brothers would be like downstairs, upstairs making noise. And I'm like, can you all like stop? Like I'm trying to get in my zone. (laughs) And I would just spend the whole night just like doing what I love to do. So I think it was definitely more of a summer thing. And during the actual semester, it would be like instead of me actually working on the book, it would be something like I would just write poems, like whatever came Mm -hmm. to my head, whatever was going on in my life. Because it was, like, the yeah. pandemic at that point. So, like, COVID was just oh. starting. So, there was so much pressure, so much tension, so much stress, like, in my house from everyone being back home together. Like, mm-hmm. being forced not to be able to go anywhere and things like that. So, for me, it was, like, essential to be able to kind of maintain my level of creativity while I was going through COVID, through grad school. But when it was during the actual semester, it was more, like, poems and, like, free writing than it was me working towards, like, a book or, like, mm-hmm. a goal because... I really didn't have time to do much of the book while yeah. I was in grad school taking those classes. Yeah, yeah that mm-hmm. makes sense. I like that you, like, you made time for it, but you were also, like, strategic about, like, what you could do at what time. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's definitely important and something that I'm definitely working on. I think everyone is. Yeah, that's good. It's hard to find that balance. Yeah, that's good, though. And, like, you made it work for you because you used it as an outlet. So you were utilizing it to help you be the best student you could be, the best person you could be, Mm because it was helping you cope with things emotionally, mentally, especially in the midst of COVID. Mm -hmm. Everything, just a a nice reset button because it's a lot going on around you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially last year. That was a lot. That was a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we did college, we did mm-hmm. grad school. So now, I mean, you, you're you only a couple months into med school. So how's first semester been in general? 
first semester is one of those things where you feel like you're a boss one day and the next day you're just like what did I do like what am I doing what day is it did I shower you're kind of just like I don't even know what's going on so yeah I mean you've you've been through it it's kind of just like such a big adjustment sometimes I say it's like getting smacked in the face (laughs) because sometimes it literally feels like what did I sign up for? But then those moments when you accomplish something or you understand something that you didn't understand before, you literally feel like the craziest, like the biggest joy ever Mm -hmm. that you've accomplished this. So for me, first semester, I definitely found there were a lot of places where I struggled with like time management because there's so much material in so little time. So it's like, Mm -hmm. obviously people have been doing it. Like I'm surrounded by people who are upper semester students. So it's possible, but it's like, how are they doing this? Mm -hmm. And I think what's helped me is that there are so many upper semester students like you, for example, our other housemate, and just people I meet from school in general who are upper semester students. And they tell me, like, don't worry, like, it's okay. You will find how this works for you in time. So hearing their words of encouragement and, of course, like, staying true to my faith and, like, basically making sure that, like, I know who God is. Mm -hmm. I know what God says about me Mm -hmm. has definitely helped me with first semester. But it's been a journey. It's been rough. My next exam is in a week and then I have the final. So I am doing the best I can. Speaking into existence, I'm going to pass this exam. I'm going to pass this semester. It's a non-negotiable and God's going to make it happen. That's what I've been telling myself. So that's how first semester is going. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, definitely. I feel that. Like I I know exactly what you mean. So like so like on top of all that going on how have you been able to like have you been able to write like how's that been for you not like I want to mm-hmm. and it kind of hurts my heart a little bit because I'm just like but I want to write but it's yeah. like I think once I'm able to balance my time out a lot better I'll have more room for that but right now I'm sitting on a novel that is literally done I've been editing it for the longest time but with grad school there was no time to edit anything mm-hmm. So to me, like, I would love to sit and edit and rewrite things because it's been so long since I wrote some of the initial pages. It's like 200 pages in a Word document. It's a lot to go through. And I'm like, some of the things I wrote back then were in undergrad, for example. Oh, So it's really like, it's kind of cool to see how the creative writing classes I was taking during the semester influenced parts of the book because I was writing it like in that order. So they're Basically, there's, like, metaphors, there's things I'll use, and I'm just, like, oh, like, I definitely learned that in that creative writing course, or, like, right. I described this character that way because of that course I was taking at the time. So, it's kind of, like, a, Aww. it's really cool to, like, look back and see, like, chunks of the book and where I was in my life. Yeah. And now I would love to edit the book, but I don't have such time. So, yeah. I think right now it's definitely harder for me to incorporate that, but I hope that once I figure out what works for me with studying, it'll become more natural, and I'll be mm-hmm. able to actually, like, fit it into my day somehow yeah yeah that's good I like that you like have hope that you'll be I able to mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll be able to like figure out you know your time management and everything because I think like that's definitely something that's so important and we're going to be talking a lot about that like on the show because I want to you know talk to people like you like other students as well and like figure it out for myself mm-hmm. you know just like best practices when it comes to like time management and balancing and all that yeah so um yeah so that's definitely understandable mm-hmm. so show yourself that grace because girl amen it's definitely it's definitely a challenge so don't worry but yeah have you been able to like do poems or anything or like I don't I know that I feel like for you you kind of do that 
like as like an emotional like outpouring kind of yes. like to yes. help work through it's things. It's literally yeah. therapy. So I kind of, if I don't make time for anything else, mm-hmm. it's just sometimes I feel like there's so much going on in my head that I just need to kind of like throw it out on a paper or like right. type it out. So I'll give myself a literally set a timer for like 10 minutes. Now I always yeah. go over the timer, but I'll be like, all right, 10 minutes, go. And it's like a little race just to see like if I can just get all my thoughts down, but I don't let it take up way too much time. Mm-hmm. But then I read it back and I'm like, oh girl, you are going through a lot of stuff. <laughs> but it does, it makes me feel so much better just to have it out there. Because of course I pray about it. I talk to my family about it. Like I talk to you. You're like my counselor, my therapist. <laughs> Seriously, you're like right next to me. It's like perfect. Um so I think I'm able to talk about it, but sometimes it's like, it's still there. Like there are still things bothering me, still things mm-hmm. that I, I just need to kind of let out. So I'll set a timer and kind of just type out. And sometimes it's a poem. Sometimes it's just like free, like writing, just whatever right. I think of. And when I read it back, I'm like, I feel so much better yeah. because it's just something that's kind of just like letting things out yeah. in a creative way. So I love that. I love the idea of using your creative outlet, like, to make it work for you mm-hmm. like you're not a slave to it like yeah <laughs> you're you know like it works for you mm-hmm. you're you're using it to like help you work through things and so like it's like this nice beautiful relationship that you have with your your gift like with my laptop exactly <laughs> I love that so yeah I love that what was I gonna say I don't know. I <laughs> It's kind of like, it's almost like a time capsule to me because yeah. I've been doing that for a while. Right. So when I do go back, like if I'm trying to find something for school, mm-hmm. like I go back into my pages and I'm like the pages document on my laptop, the pages app, and I'm like looking through things and like I see something that I wrote like months ago, I just click on it and I read it back like, oh wow, like that's what was happening. It's kind of like journaling. Um, yeah. And in a way, it's sometimes it's like, oh wow, like I moved past it or got through that situation or like that's over now and it just yeah. makes you feel so much better. Like you are making progress. And I think that's so important for people to realize every single day that you're living and breathing, you're making some form of progress. It might not be like out there. It might not be something that's so obvious, but you are progressing somewhat and you are like moving forward somehow. Yeah. I got so deep. That's so good. That's really good. (laughs) Thank you. I love that. And I love what you said about like setting a timer (laughs) and just like Sometimes you have to, like, sometimes you have to, like, really be strict with yourself. And Mm -hmm. it's okay if you go over a little bit, of course, but, like, that's really good. Like, I love that. I'm definitely going to use that when it comes to, like, if I'm, like, doing something creative, like, if I'm working on a song, like, a cover or something, like, Mm -hmm. set my timer and know that this is, like, the time I'm I'm able to allot to this right now. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It can be as long as you want to. It doesn't have to be 10 minutes. That's a little extreme. But... (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, five I only get minutes. five minutes more. Right. But sometimes, like, you need a break. Yeah. So, for sure. That's really good. Thank you. That. Well, um, thank you for, like, helping us see, like, how you kind of balance it in, like, those different areas of your life. Because I'm sure, like, people, not everyone is in medical school who mm-hmm. might be listening to this. So, like, I think it definitely can help, like, people see, like, in different stages of, like, schooling, different areas, different um I guess programs like how that might look different so mm-hmm. really cool thank you all right so I do want to know like what's your favorite part of being a creative and also a medical student because like you said medical s- sciences and all that it's like very different from like mm-hmm. writing and like the language arts and things like that so like what's your favorite part of like having those two worlds and like balancing them I think my favorite part is kind of what I mentioned before it's like 
when I'm able to read something that I wrote from the past mm-hmm. and I kind of see how much progress I've actually made. Right. It's kind of like documenting my life without intentionally documenting my life. Because before it was like just writing the novel. So I was focused on like, what are these other character stories? But never like my own story until now. So it's kind of like, in a way, it kind of helps me see that some of the things I still need to work on because some of the feelings that I have are still the same that might need to change eventually, like as you grow as a person. But I think it's really cool just to kind of see how science is, of course, my life now, mm-hmm. but I'm still able to kind of use the thing that I love as a way to kind of pass through time and just see like where mm-hmm. I'm at in my life and how where I want to be in my life. I don't want to just stay in the same place. I want to keep like growing, maturing and like learning. So I think it really does document like who I am without it intention. I'm not going into it like I'm writing a docu-series on myself. <laughs> it's kind of just like it kind of just happens. Yeah. So oh, I love that. Thank you. Wow. That's really good. Um, Do you have any advice to students who are listening? Any advice to me? Yeah. <laughs> Give me advice or any students who are listening about just like balancing um, this or just like maybe aspiring writers or mm-hmm. creatives, like people who are students, but who want a creative outlet. Like yeah. what advice can you give them? My advice is don't take yourself too seriously. Mm. Don't get mad at yourself if you're trying to develop a skill and you feel like it's not working out because everyone's ability is different. Even though there's people who do the same thing, for example, like writing, you read different books, you'll learn that everyone's writing style is different. And some people like it and some people don't. And it kind of makes that author who they are Mm. or it makes whatever creative talent you're doing, it makes you unique. So don't ever think that whatever you're doing creatively is wrong because there's so many ways to do different things. So, and obviously, like I said, don't take yourself too seriously. If you find time for it, it's great. If it comes out naturally, it's even better because you just know it's something that's coming from you, not because Mm. you're making yourself do it. Right. If you feel inspired, just do it. Go for it. Do something that you love. And even if you don't know what your creative gift is, just by going throughout your day being yourself, you never know what creative idea you might unpack or what you might see that might inspire you one day that you just never really looked at before. So going through life is its own process of becoming creative. Like just open your eyes and live your life and you never know what can come across you, what can inspire you, what can motivate you to create something that you love. That was so beautiful. Thank thank you you. so much. Thank you so much. I love that. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. Real quick before you go, there is a Facebook page that I made called The Creatively Community, and I'd love for you to search that on Facebook and go ahead and like it because I'm going to continue to post some content there, and we're going to make that into a group so we can keep building community, okay? So thanks so much again, and I'll see you next week.